Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're a miracle. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. For a miracle. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. A miracle, sign, and wonder. Brother. A miracle, sign, and Good morning. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you. Good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, God. I wish you would expect God today, like expect him to do something, expect him to answer your prayers, expect expect him, like 
expect him today. Expect to encounter him. Expect a fresh anointing today. Like I wish you would raise your level of expectancy because he's waiting on you. My God, my God, my God, I thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Expect more from God. Expect exceedingly, abundantly above all that you can ask or think more. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord God. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, I thank you, my God, I thank you, 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 I thank you. I dare not enter into your gates, I dare not even come near your courts without blessing your name, without praising you, without magnifying you, without glorifying, without lifting up the name of Jesus, without thanking the Holy Spirit, without inviting you in. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are the God that sudden destruction has to lay by the wayside because you speak and say a word. So we love you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. We are dealing with all our trust issues this morning. We thank you, Father God, for miracle signs and wonders. We thank you, Lord God, for all that you are to us. We thank you for a fresh wind blowing. We thank you just for grace and for your glory and for your mercy. And we thank you for your love. You are such a sovereign God. You are such a fair God. You are such a just God. You are so great, gracious to us. You are so merciful. You are so, so loving. So Holy Spirit, come, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. We invite you in Holy Spirit to come, to come into this place, to come into this room, to come into my house, to come on this devotional, to come on Facebook, to come on Instagram, to come on YouTube, to come on Twitter. Holy Spirit, come. We need you, Holy Spirit. We need you at this next level and we will not quench you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for your obedience of death to the cross. Thank you for the season that we're in. Thank you for our now seasons. Thank you, Father God, for providing for us. Thank you that you're opening the eyes of our understanding to the hope and call of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Thank you for a sovereign word. Thank you, Lord God, for an everlasting word, for the scripture does not fade away. And all scripture is beneficial and all scripture is proof that you are a living God and a just God and a fair God. I thank you their eyes are open. They can see you, Lord God. I thank you, you are activating their spiritual senses, Lord God. And I thank you, Father God, for the gift of faith walking in in their life. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I bind the strong man back to the pits of hell from which it came. You have no authority in their lives today. I thank you, Father God. They are hungering and thirsting for righteousness that they don't look for anything else to quench their thirst, but you, Lord God, I thank you, Lord God. I thank you that they are only satisfied by you, Lord God, that they are abandoning what this world says is successful and they are abandoning what their parents have taught them to be successful. I thank you, Lord God, that they are experiencing a culture, culture change. And I thank you, Father God, for just the power and the glory and the might of who you are and for your faithfulness. I thank you. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for daily bread. Thank you for brand new mercies. Thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you. 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 Feed us, Lord. 
My God, feed us today. Feed us good food today, Lord God. Let it be nourishing to our bodies, Lord God. Let it be nourishing to our spirit and let us be nourishing to our soul. We will not quench you or grieve you today, Holy Spirit. We give you permission and ask that you have your way in our lives today in Jesus name. Well, welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. It's your LMJ this morning. We were listening to a miracle worker by JJ Harrison and Youthful Praise. And I love it because he says, you're the God of miracles, signs and wonder, but the beat in there just does something for me. And so I'm just, I'm excited to see God working in me and God working through you. And I am just grateful for you today. I'm grateful for the devotional. Thanking God I got internet and thanking God I got Wi-Fi and thanking God that he is positioning and has placed us above all principalities, every demon dark of darkness that you ain't got nothing to worry about because of the God that you serve and the God that loves you and the God that chose you and the God that redeemed you and the God that appointed you. You have absolutely nothing to worry about. You shouldn't be consumed with the worry. As a matter of fact, tell worry, go, go back to the pits of hell from what you, you came. Because I know for a fact that I serve a loving, a mighty and an amazing God. And so I'm just simply grateful for you. And I'm grateful to our God for you. And I'm just grateful for what he's about to do. I got a prophetic word for you. I need to read this over you. And then I have a word for you from the Lord today. I saw two things in the spirit today and the Lord spoke a word. And as he spoke the word, um, he gave me the word. And I thought I was writing down what he gave me. And so I have a word for you from the Lord today. I have a word. Um, and I'm just excited when God gives me an opportunity to be an oracle for him to release something in your life, because I know today that I'm activating your faith. I know that I'm activating your faith. I know that I'm activating you to come up a level in your faith so that you could walk into the fullness of what God says. So when anytime there's a word for the Lord, a Lord from you, then what you need to do is you make sure you always take the word, write the word down. You make sure you always date the word, right? You make sure you do that. You make sure you don't, um, you don't take it kindly. If some of a man or woman of God tells you they have a word of God, even if right now you don't believe and you don't understand how all of that works, you're new to the faith journey. Don't, don't quench it. Don't deny it. Don't say, it. just say, I don't understand it. And Lord, I need you to help me because the Bible speaks of prophecy, prophecy in the Bible speaks. And so I need to pray this scripture over you. And then I need to give you the word from the Lord. Um, I thank you, Father God, for this reason, I bow my knees before the father from whom every family in heaven and in earth before the. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, this is Colossians 1, 9 and 12. We have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through a spiritual wisdom and understanding. And I pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance 
of the saints in the kingdom of light. And that's Colossians 1, 9 and 12. And so if I were you today, I would take that and I would read that. And I would ask the Holy Spirit to give you revelation. Show me revelation. Give me revelation in this. Show me, um, show me where I'm lacking wisdom and understanding, right? You need to live a life that is worthy of the Lord. And so you can please him in every way and you can bear good fruit. You were not here to not bear good fruit. So God put you in position so that you could bear good fruit, right? He's going to get, he's going to position you to bear good fruit. And that's what we've been doing. Let me do something real quick. I cancel every assignment of the enemy any demonic principality and any spirit that is trying to hinder this devotional. And I command you to go right now. You are released from your assignment. You cannot dwell here and you have to go right now in the name of Jesus. So I thank you, Lord God, for the manifestation of your word today. So let me give you the word from the Lord. This is the word of the Lord that the words the Lord spoke to me this morning. I just read Colossians 1, 9 and 12. And God gave me this word today. He said, um, he said, all injustice must go. That was the word from him today. And so I had, he said, almost all injustice, I'm, I'm all injustice must go. It is time. Um, not all, not some, all irregularities, all dysfunction, all that disrupts the flow. It must go now in the name of Jesus. That's the word that he said. He said it must go. And so I looked up the word injustice cause I have to look up the definition and the word means the lack of fairness. Right. The word means the lack of fairness. The, the word means um, inequity, unfairness, equity. It means anything that is inflicted, um, any grievance that's been against you, any undeserved uh, hurt. Right. Any violation of your rights. Right. Um, any injustice and anything. And it applies to spiritual laws. As a matter of fact, you're going to recover. There's going to be compensation. And so every grievance that the enemy has had against you, every circumstance or condition that constitutes injustice that has caused you to suffer, that has tried to give the enemy a ground for a complaint, all unfairness, all injustice, must go now in the name of Jesus. And that's what he said. He, and he kept saying to me, he said, not, all, not some, not some, you're not going to level up just a little bit. Like all of it has to go. So anything that's been sporadic, anything that's been irregular, your fi finances, wherever there's been injustice, he said, all injustice, all irregularities and all dysfunction, anything that disrupts the flow of God, then it has to go now in Jesus name. And then he just spoke a word and said, guts and glory, right? Guts and glory, guts and glory. He's going to give you some guts and you're going to experience the glory. You're going to, this is a day of reckoning. Like this is a day of reckoning. Every door and every portal is open. And so you just got to receive that by faith. You do not have to understand all of this. Remember no mental ascent. It doesn't have to make all this just this legal. And even if you don't see it happen quickly, if the enemy came for you, he can't come for you. He's got to recompense. And there's a scripture in the Bible that says he has to pay you back 
sevenfold. So in the name of Jesus, I cancel every injustice, every violation of your spiritual rights, everything that has been unfair in your life. I cancel that assignment off your life right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that you will walk in equity, that you will walk in fairness and that you will walk in justice right now in Jesus name. That is the word from the Lord. That is the word from the Lord. And I asked him, I asked him to give it to me in scripture. And so this was the scripture he gave me for it. Hold on. This is the scripture that he gave me for it. It says Isaiah 54 and 14. It says in righteousness, you shall be established. This was the scripture because I always ask him to back something up in scripture. He said in righteousness, you shall be established. You will, you shall be far from oppression for you shall not fear and from terror for it shall not come near you. And then I was reading another scripture and I think it was in Isaiah and it said it was tearing down all Babylonian. I think it was Isaiah 43 and something. He was saying, I was tearing, he's tearing down all Babylonian oppression, anything in this Babylonian system that has oppressed you. He is tearing that down now in the name of Jesus. You can't be in Christ. You can't be in God. You can't be there and it not, and he not reign. And so he's your redeemer and he's going to redeem you. And the scripture that you can put on that is Isaiah 54 and 14. That's the scripture to back up to you that, um, that all injustice is being removed from your life today, right? In righteousness, you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression for you not fear and from terror for it shall not come near you. That, that, that is, that can't be none but God. <laughs> that can't be none but God. God is not going to bring you a word. And I always tell him, I need you to back it up in scripture. And he gave us the word. So meditate on that, stew on that. But that's not for you to make it happen. You're not to make it happen. Like you're not to make it happen. All you got to do is, even though you may not understand it, you got to receive it by faith. You got to be like, my faith is in what you said, Lord, that all injustice, injury, wrong and grievance, right? Not all. He said all injustice must go. Not some, all irregularities, all dysfunction, all that disrupts your flow. It must go now in the name of Jesus. And so I pray that you write this down in your history books today, that the Lord declared a word to you for you being here and all injustice must go. And anytime I told y'all, anytime I need to see God do something, I always put a seed on it. So I just thank the Lord and definitely let's put a seed of praise. So Lord, we thank you for your word for this, this us this morning. We thank you. You are removing all injustices from our life. Lord God, we thank you. Father God, all unfairness must go. And we thank you. Equity, fairness, and justice comes. We're filing a grievance today against the enemy. And we thank you, Father God, that he has been in wrong and wrongdoing. So I thank you. We thank you for punishing him according to the word according to the word that you are punishing him right now in the name of Jesus. And we are receiving recompense for all injustice, according to a sevenfold return, according to a sevenfold return in Jesus name. Amen. I thank you for that word. So that's your word. That's the word from the God today. If you're just logging on, you definitely need to go back and see, get what God says. I want to get in the word today. Um, I want to continue. We're still in Ephesians. We're still looking at Ephesians one 
And we know that God just kind of bounces us around and takes, takes care of us and shows us. And I'm meditating today. We're med meditating on the riches of his grace abounding to us. And that's verse seven and eight, right? We're meditating on the riches of his grace abounding to us. We're meditating on the exceedingly abundantly above, right? Beyond anything we could ever imagine. That's what we're meditating on in Ephesians one today. And I'm going to show you something through the book of Ruth. <laughs> I'm going to show you something through the book of Ruth. And I need you to understand that what happens to you next, when you take a position of faith, when you keep a repentant heart, when you keep a broken and a contrite spirit, right? When you keep all of that, right? When you stay in that position and in that place, I'm just telling you, there's something that's supernatural that will begin to incur you occur for you. And it's called your inheritance. This is your inheritance. And even though we see this story of Ruth and we've seen this story of Ruth so many times, we did not really understand, or some of us didn't understand that this was already her spiritual inheritance. This was written in her books. This was what God had already said about Ruth. Like this was already said about Ruth. It was already prophesied. It was already in the, it's already, it was already in the word. It was already prophesied that Jesus would come through the loins of David. And if you didn't even understand that Ruth was in that lineage or that inheritance. And so this is your inheritance. These spiritual blessings are a part of your inheritance. And so we're focusing on, focusing on verse seven and eight. It says he is so rich in kindness and grace that he pursued our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. And so this, this is, this is powerful. And so when God began to take me to the book of Ruth so that we could look at that in the, in the, um, in the uh, context of where we are, he showed me exceedingly, which is to a very great degree. He showed me abundantly, which is fully God doesn't bring God doesn't bring you into something and bring it into you. Don't bring you into it fully. When he called me into ministry, he didn't call me into ministry partially. He called me into ministry fully. And so when God calls you into something, he calls you into it fully. He doesn't call you into it partially, right? We receive partial assignments. We walk into partial marriages. We, um, live partially. We live partially broke, right? We only receive part of what God. So when God calls you into something, you got to know without a doubt that when God is calling you into something, he's calling you into it fully. He's calling you into it fully. And so if we're going to be exceedingly abundantly above, right? And to the degree that God calls us, God is calling it into us fully. He's going to amplify it. It's going to be plentiful. It's going to be sufficient, right? And then the other thing he was showing me through Ruth, thank you, Holy Spirit, for this, is above. It's going to place you in a higher position. It's going to place you in a higher position. It's going to take you out of the pits into the palace. So when God does exceedingly abundantly above and he brings you into a heritage, let me repeat that. It's taking you to a great degree in a degree beyond what is usual. In a degree beyond what is usual. That's what he's going to take. That's what he's taking you to. He's going to make it full. He's going to make it plentiful. He's going to amplify it. It's going to be to a sufficient degree. It may look small. It may not look right. It may not. It may look lower level at first. You may have to come in at an entry position. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. You may have to come in at an entry position. It may look like you may be starting in the mail room. It may look like you're just the secretary. It may look like you're just at an entry position. It may look like you're doing pro bono work. It may look like you're doing volunteer work. You may have to come in at an entry position, right? You may have to start at a lower level, but when God is giving you and endowing you in your inheritance, when you are walking into your books, when you are walking into the fullness of what God call you, right? It's going to be exceedingly to the greatest degree. It's going to be beyond. It's going to be usual. It's going to be very much. It's going to be abundantly. It's going to be amplified. It's going to be plentiful. It's going to be sufficient and it's going to move you into a higher position. You're going to move from the pits into the palace. You're going to move him from the pits into the palace. You're going to move from the pits into the palace. And so your mentality has to be prepared for this. You, you have to be prepared for this. You have to understand your position. You have to know who you are before you get to the palace. Work it out, Holy Spirit. I ain't even, I ain't even set this up. God set this up. Work it out, Holy Spirit. Work, go on and work this out. Go on and work this out. So you, so you have to be prepared before you get to the palace. He has to burn up the chaff. He has to deal with your crooked places. He has to increase your prayer life. He has to get, renew your mind. He has to have you in a position in which you understand who you are in Jesus Christ. He has to establish your righteousness. He has to know your, you know, you to know for you to understand understand that you are the seed of Abraham. He has to position you for these things, right? So the riches of his grace are binding to you. It's for your spiritual inheritance, which is rich, my God, which is rich. And so he's got to grow you up. He's got to groom you like Esther. He's got to prepare you. He's got to process you out. He's got to put a new fragrance in, on you. He's got to position you in new circles. He's got to do deal with your poverty mentality. He's got to deal with your poverty, less than thinking mentality. He's got to deal with it. He's and not mental ascent. I keep hearing this. Some of y'all are mentally ascending this. You haven't gotten it yet. That's why I tell you get five scriptures, right? So you got to know who you are. You got to be resurrected in the truth. You got to be firm because there's a test in the palace. See, there's a test in the palace. When you're in the palace, it's not as easy as you think, right? The enemy is going to come for your name. He's going to come for your character. He's going to try to prove that you were not worthy to be in the palace, right? Because you were not, you were not, you were not born of royalty as as most say you were not, this is not your royalty. You didn't belong here. You weren't supposed to be in ministry. You weren't supposed to walk in medicine. You weren't supposed to walk in the authority. You came from nothing. You were from the hood. You were from the East end of Little Rock. You were from Southwest Little Rock. You had babies out of wedlock. You've been divorced three, four, five, six, seven times. You might've stole something. You got a record, right? You got, you got some things that you have had in you before and so he's got to affirm you and build you up so that when you get to the palace nothing will shake and move you when the enemy tries to tell you you're not worthy to receive this how you gonna write books and how you gonna produce plays and how you gonna do media and this is not what I even called you into right it's not that's what the enemy is gonna do so the assurance the blessed assurance comes through renewing your mind and in the word that's why we're in Ephesians 1 like this that's why we're eating this like this. That's why we're studying this like this. We don't need, we can't have mental ascent in this season. It's not mentally ascending. It's not whether or not you feel 
like you're worthy. You're worthy because of Jesus, because God wrote your books, because God said this about you. Ain't nobody caring. You had five, six, seven babies out of wedlock. God doesn't see that. He doesn't see that. That's not what he sees. He sees your final product. So in the meantime, in your infantry, in your lower level, what seems like lower level position, God is building you up so that when you get to the palace, palace, you'll be prepared for this. There's, there's a wisdom you need. There's a knowledge you need. There's an understanding you need. There's a prayer life you need. There's a prayer life you need. That's so intense. So it's, can I say this Holy Spirit? It's not that you ain't got married yet. It's not that you ain't got married yet. He's just got to position you for him. He's just got to position you for her. He's just got to position you. It ain't that you haven't or won't ever find the route right husband yet. For those of you who have been divorced, he's just got to position you. He's just got to renew your mind. He's just got to do it. It's not that you're not going to get the business yet. Right. But he's got to level you up because you've still been in a pit mentality. You still been in a pit mentality. Some part of you still smells like the pit. Some part of you still looks like the pit. Some part of you still acts like the pit. You still trapping it out when he needs to refine you. You still trapping it out when he needs to refine you. You still hanging in some places when he needs to get your mentality out of those places. You still responding to some circumstances and some situations that do not line up with the word. You still acting in yourself and acting in your flesh. And so I'm just saying to you, this pit place, this place that you've been in, he, he's getting ready to transition you, but he's got to build you up. And you got to go through the process. You got to stop rushing the process. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You got to stop rushing the process. So we're going to take a little bit of look at Ruth today. My God. And as we look at Ruth today, I'm going to skip around, but I need you to understand how this story looks like much what Jesus does for us when we come out of sin. So I'm going to give you a little bit of scriptures and we're going to skip to the book and I'm going to show you what God did for Moabite, the Ruth. Ruth the Moabite, Ruth, Ruth the Moabite, Ruth the idolater, Ruth that served pagan gods, Ruth that lived in a foreign land, Ruth that wasn't even worthy, Ruth that was widowed, Ruth that was barren, Ruth that didn't even have a baby yet. Ruth, I'm going to show you what he did for Ruth the pagan, the idolater, though, though the, she wasn't even a woman of God, right? I'm going to show you how he positioned her to prosper in her inheritance so that she could be a part of the lineage of Jesus Christ. My God. So we're going to skip through. We're going to go to the first part of this. And I need you to know this. Elmelech, which is uh, moved his family to Moab. And I, and, and that's, that was Naomi's husband. And this is what I need you to know. First, they had no business being in Moab. They had no business being in Moab. They had no business. They were not supposed to be in Moab. As a matter of fact, God strictly forbid this, but because there was a famine in the land and Amalek got scared, he moved his family to Moab, right? He was afraid of the famine instead of trusting God, instead of letting God provide. But even in this mistake, we're getting ready to see all things work for the good. All things work for the good. And so he moved them into Moab. They weren't even supposed to die and Emelech dies and then both the sons marry Moabite women. They're not supposed to marry. It is forbidden for them to marry Moabite women. And so they marry Moabite 
Moabite women and there is Oprah and there is Ruth and they marry her. And then about 10 years later, both of them die. And so Naomi is left alone and she is without her sons and she hears, she heard in Moab that the Lord had blessed their land and blessed Judah and gave them good crops again. This is a word my God, my God, and gave them give good crops again. And so they've come back, right? Cause they had no business being in Moabite to be with. They had no business being with that person to begin with. You can read your own story. You know where you have been that you ain't got no, I ain't spending a whole lot of time with that. And so then we go over and we see Naomi and we see Ruth and Naomi is like, man, I'm going home. I'm going home. I'm not going to keep being prodigal. I'm not going to keep being out here. I'm not going to keep being in a land where they worship other gods. I'm not going to keep being in this land where they pagan. I'm not going to keep being in this land where I ain't got no family. I'm not going to keep staying in this place. I'm getting ready to go home. And at first, Oprah and Ruth both are like, hey, we want to go back with you. And Naomi is just simply like, uh, you don't need to go with me, man. Y'all can still have other kids. I don't have an inheritance for you. And, and he is, they're both like, no. And then finally Oprah, they cried because they loved each other. They cried because of familiarity. They cried because they were into each other. They cried because they had suffered together. They cried, they cried, they wept. And then Oprah, Oprah makes a decision and she goes back to Moabite. She goes back to familiar. But I want to read to you in the second chapter, but what Ruth says. Ruth in the second chapter in the 16th verse says, see, there's something about when you confess something out your mouth that it establishes a thing. Ruth says, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. She sets a new covenant in place with her mouth. She says, wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. So at that moment, Ruth begins to renounce every idol. See, she's in a repentance state. She begins to renounce every idol. She begins to renounce Moab. She has made a decision for God. I'll live for God. I'll, I'll die. And then she even says, she said, may the Lord punish me severely. If I allow anything but death to separate us, she said, this covenant right here, ain't nothing going to come between us. I'm going where you're going. I'm not living in Moabite. I'm not. So then it says the two of the women going. And Naomi is still in grief and their family members see them and they welcome them and they rejoice and they're glad that they're there. And they, Naomi is bitter and she's like, man, just don't call me Naomi, call me Mara, which means I'm bitter. And so they go into Moabite and she's accompanied by Ruth and there is Boaz. So you got to see the story of Jesus in there. There is Boaz, there is Boaz, and there is Boaz's field. And so one day, Ruth, this is the second chapter, the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go out into the harvest fields to pick up the stalks of grain left behind by anyone who is kind enough to let me do it. And Naomi says, all right, my daughter, go ahead. She honored, there is honor there. See, see, there's something about honor. There's something about honor. There's something about honor. kindness and loyalty is what brings you favor. I'm going to back that up in scripture. I'm going to back that up in scripture for you. Kindness and loyalty is what brings you favor. She said, she said, while she was there, Boaz arise from Bethlehem. Hammond greeted the harvest and he blessed him. He said, the Lord be with you. And the harvester says, the Lord bless with you. Well, Ruth was out there working and something caught Boaz's attention. 
Something called, he said, who is that young woman over there? Who does she belong to? And then the foreman said, she's the young woman from Moab who came back with Naomi. She asked me this morning if she could gather grain beyond, behind the harvesters. She had been hard at work ever since, except for just a few minutes of rest. She was hard at work ever since. See, she wasn't caught up in her present situation. See, y'all got to understand. She wasn't caught up. She wasn't caught up. She didn't, she wasn't caught up. She wasn't caught up in her present situation. She wasn't messed up about her lack. She wasn't messed up about she didn't have no husband. She wasn't messed up about she didn't have any baby. She was caught up in this day. She was focused on this day. This is the day that the Lord has gave her that she was focused on this day. She wasn't worried. So Boaz went over to Ruth and he said, listen, my daughter, Stay right here with us when you gather grain. Don't go to any other field. Stay right behind the young women working in my field. See which part of the field they are harvesting and then follow them. I have warned. He said a protection. He said a provision and he said a protection. He said, I have warned the young men not to treat you roughly. And when you are thirsty, help yourself to water. They have drawn from the well. My God, Ruth fell at his feet and thanked him warmly. Thanksgiving. What have I done to deserve your kindness? I am only a foreigner. And he says, yes, I know, Boaz replied, but I also know every, about everything you've done. See, Ruth wasn't just harvesting for herself. She was harvesting for Naomi. He said, I've also known everything that you've done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. I've heard how you left your father and your mother and your own land to live here among complete strangers. She, she left everything behind and positioned herself. Come on now. She left everything behind and positioned yourself. He says, may the Lord, the God of Israel under whose wings you come to take refuge, reward you fully. You can't reposition yourself. You can't make a decision to sell out to God. You can't make a decision to walk away from your pagan places. You can't make a decision for God. I live and for God. I'll die. You can't make a decision to turn away from your carnal ways. You can't make a decision to pursue God with all your heart and there not be something for you. You can't get established in your righteousness and God not do something for you. You cannot make a decision to put a put, push away the plate and you not lose wait supernaturally. Come on now. We serve a supernatural God. You cannot make a decision to be a steward in your finances and he not supernaturally cancel debt for you. You cannot make a decision to be celibate and he not supernaturally honor you. You cannot. It's working for you. I'm telling you it's working for you. He said, yes, I know. He says, he said, may the Lord God of Israel under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Lakeisha who dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. For I say, the Lord is my refuge, my strength. Come on now. See the word working in this. Reward you fully for what you've done. He said, I, she, she said, and this is her. She said, I hope that I continue to please you, sir. She replied, you have comforted me by speaking so kindly to me, even though I'm not even one of your old workers, even though I don't even belong here, even though I ain't even positioned for here, even though I'm not even supposed to be here. At mealtime, Boaz called to her, come over here and help yourself to some food. You can dip your bread in sour wine. So she sat there with his harvesters and Boaz gave her some roasted grain to eat. She ate all she wanted and still had some left over. When Ruth went back to work again, Boaz ordered his young men, let her gather grain up. She can ready to get a double portion. Let her gather grain right among the sheaves without stopping her and pull out some heads of barley from the bundles and drop them on purpose. 
effortlessly. See, you got to see this effortlessly. He said, drop them on purpose for her. Let her pick them up and don't give her a hard time. So Ruth gathered barley there all day. And when she beat out the grain that evening, it filled an entire basket. She carried it back into town and showed it to her mother-in-law. Ruth also gave her the roasted grain that was left other over from her meal. She honored and took care of Naomi. Where did you gather all this grain today? Naomi asked, where did you work? May the Lord bless the one who helped you. So Ruth told her mother-in-law about the man in whose field she had worked. She said, the man I worked with today, his name is Boaz. She said, may the Lord bless him. He is showing kindness, his kindness to us as well to your dead husband. That man is one of our closest relatives, one of our family redeemers. Then Ruth said, what's more, Boaz even told me to come back and stay with his harvesters until the entire harvest complete. Good, Naomi said. Now do as, do as he says, my daughter, stay with the young man right through the whole harvest. You might be harassed in other fields, but you'll be safe and secure with him. <laughs> you'll be safe and secure when you're in position. So Ruth walked along also alongside the women in Boaz fields and gathered grain with them until the end of the barley harvest. Then she continued to work with them through the wheat harvest, right? I, I got to skip some because we got to get out of here. So then Naomi, and I know the Holy Spirit was imparting wisdom. Naomi said, you know what? I think I, it's time I find a permanent heart home from you. You serve me faithfully. You don't need to stay single no more. You ain't got to stay by yourself no more. You've served me faithfully. You served me faithfully. You don't need to be in position by yourself. You don't need to be, you don't need, you don't need to live like this anymore. It's time for you just to, you don't need to be just in a harvest field. You need to be in your permanent position. And she says to her, she says, Boaz is a close relative of mine. So I need you to do as I tell you, I need you to go take a bath. It's something about the washing. 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 She said, I need you to go take a bath and put on perfume and dress in your nicest clothes. So if you thought your visual was important to a man, your visual is important to a man. This is said time and time again in this Bible, your visual appearance. There's something about what a man needs to see. She says, put on your best clothes. She says, then go to the threshing floor, but don't let Boaz see you until he is finished eating and drinking. She said, be sure to notice where, where he lies down, then go and uncover his feet and lie down there. He'll tell you what to do. She gave her instructions. There's instructions coming to you. I will do everything you say, Ruth replied. So she went down to the threshing floor that night and followed the instructions of her mother-in-law. After Boaz had finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits, he lay down at the far end of the pile of grain and went to sleep. Then Ruth came quietly, uncovered his feet and lay down around midnight. She submitted herself. She submitted herself. She submitted herself to her authority. She submitted herself to his leadership around midnight. Boaz suddenly woke up and turned over. He was surprised to find a woman lying at his feet. He said, who are you? He asked. She said, I'm your servant, Ruth. I'm your servant, Ruth. Spread the corner of your covering over me for you are my family redeemer. He said, my God, the Lord bless you, my daughter. You are showing even more family loyalty now than you did before. For you have not gone after a younger man, whether richer or poor. My God, now don't worry about a thing. And then he tells her, he says, stay here tonight. And then I need you to leave. But he, he protected her integrity. He said, I want you to leave so no one sees you and thinks badly of you. And so Ruth lay at Boaz's feet until the morning. Then she got up. It was light enough. 
for it was light enough for people to recognize each other. And for Boaz had said to her, he said, no one must know that a woman was here at the threshing floor. He said, bring your cloak and spread it out. And then he blessed her again and he gave her seed. And then she returned to town. When Ruth returned back to her mother-in-law, Naomi asked, what happened, my daughter? Ruth told her everything. He gave me these six scoops of olive and said, no, go back to your mother. Don't go back to your mother-in-law empty handed. Naomi got blessed by being in position. Naomi got blessed by being in position. You are a divine connector. She was divinely connected. Ruth showed, God showed Ruth favor and sent Boaz because Ruth was good to her mother-in-law. Ruth's husband died. She could have went back home. She could have bolted. She could have chose, but she chose to stay with Ruth. Now, this is the part I need to know. I need you to know what happens next is he renewed Naomi's name. My God, he restored her former glory. Ruth and Boaz get married. Ruth begets pregnant. And not only is that baby, that baby is Naomi's. That's part of Naomi's inheritance because of the way Jewish law was set up. So he restores her name and Naomi gets to nurse and be and grandparents and love on this child. Everything she has lost is restored through her because Ruth got in position because of her inheritance, because it was written in the books. And it, he marries the Moabite widow because she converted herself. My God, in the name of Jesus. Do you not see how Christ worked through this situation? Do you not see the evidence of the Holy Spirit? Do you not see what Christ will do for you in your own life? So restoration is coming. It's evidence in the word. He gives us this story. Come on now. He lets us see this Moabite woman who was secular who was sinful, who was pagan and her redemption came because of kindness, because of loyalty, because she got in position, because she became sold out, because she made a decision for God, I live and for God, I die because she positioned herself. Favor came to her. Favor is coming to your house. You cannot continue to pursue God like you do and favor not come to your house. And God not restore you and God not redeem you. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot honor God. I told you kindness and loyalty positioned you for favor, for favor, kindness and loyalty position you for favor. My God, bind them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. That's Proverbs 3, 3 through 7. It says, never let loyalty and kindness need you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people and you will earn a good reputation. Then trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. My God, what a word. My God, what a word. Come on now. It's working for you. It's working in your favor. Exceedingly, abundantly above. God is going to restore you and do absolutely all he said. Can I tell you something? All you got to do is stay in position. 
All you got to do is stay in position and continue to seek after God. He's going to burn up the chaff. He's going to deal with your crooked places. He's going to deal with your broken places. And you see here in her life, all things work for her good. And so even though Elmanek was not supposed to be a Moabite, it turned out for Naomi and Ruth's good in the end. So stop worrying about your Moabite. Stop worrying about your Moabite. Seek God. Submit to God. Stay committed. Stay in position and watch what God does for you. I promise you, your favorite, your faith is activated today. This word activated your faith today. He told me, he said, I'm going to give you an activation for them. This word is Jesus. Look at this from how Jesus redeemed you. Look at the power of Jesus. He redeems her. He protects her. He provides for her. Wait, the way Boaz treated her is exactly how Jesus has done you. All you got to do is repent. All you got to do is, is continually have a broken and contrite spirit. Stay committed. Yeah, Julia, stay connected. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you for the word. I thank you for the word today. There was power in this word. You are activated into another level of faith. You are activated. You are strengthened today because of this word today. You are strengthening your faith. You see God. You understand God better. You understand that it's not about your pagan places. Your past doesn't matter. He is taking you from the pit in the, to the palace. Just stay in the process, baby. Just keep pressing in. Stay in the process. He'll do the exceedingly, abundantly, above, more, and all you ask, and you ain't got to compromise yourself. I got to get out of here. I love y'all. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. I love y'all so much. I love y'all so much. Stay repent. If you, if you walked out your process, just go on and repent. If you know you've been carnal and you ain't gave up some of them, just every time it rises up, repent. It says a just man falls down 70,000 times. If you fall, get your butt back up and repent. Renew it. Renew it every time. Repent. Get back. God, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. I don't want to live like this. I want to walk like Ruth. I want to walk in the fullness of my promise. My past does not matter. My past does not matter. All of this ends today. My past does not matter. I am your righteousness. My God, I'm making a decision to be connected in this word. In Jesus name, amen. I love y'all. It's your inheritance. This your inheritance, baby. You about to walk out your books. You're about to walk into the fullness of who you are. You're about to walk into who you are in Christ Jesus. Ask the Holy Spirit for help. There's a resurrecting power in Jesus. He will renew you. He will restore you. And then he's going to bless you better than you can ever imagine. My God, just let the Lord prepare you. I got to go. I love y'all so much. I love you so much. But guess what? And don't mental ascend this. Ask the Holy Spirit, where am I just parroting this? Where am I just mimicking this? I don't want to mentally ascend this anymore. I want the revelation of this so that I can live this out fully, not partially, fully. Alicia, your past don't matter. Nisi, your past don't matter. Berta, your past don't matter. Jessica, your past don't matter. Nia, your past don't matter. If I see your name, Tammy, your past don't matter. Sand, your past don't matter. Vanessa, your past don't matter. 
My God, Kai, your past don't matter. Shonda, your past don't matter. Jessica, though, your past don't matter. Brittany, your past don't matter. Stassi, your past don't matter. Whitney, your past don't matter. My God, Ramonda, your past don't matter. Tracy, your past don't matter. My God, the blood has washed you, your past. Deshaunna, your past don't matter. Julia, your past don't matter. Angela, your past don't matter. My God, Vanessa, your past don't matter. My God, Paula, your past don't matter. My God, Cassandra, your past don't matter. Receive this word supernaturally. Lakita, your past. Kim, your past don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. Repent, your past doesn't matter. Set my past doesn't matter. My past doesn't matter. It don't matter no more. It don't matter who you were yesterday. It don't matter who you were last night. It don't matter who broken you were. Drea, your past don't matter. It don't matter, Connie. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Stop thinking your past. Jesus sees your finality. All of your past don't matter. Ebony, your past don't matter. Your past does not matter. It does not matter. It does not matter. He is redeeming you. He is restoring you through Jesus Christ. Come on, Candace. Your past don't matter. My God, one of your past don't matter. Monique, your past doesn't matter. Carlos, your past doesn't matter. Don't matter the mistakes you made. It matters what you do from this point on. Let me pray for you. Father God, I thank you for this word today. I thank you that you remind us in our word. Our past doesn't matter. We thank you, Lord God, that you are taking us from the pit to the palace. And even if it seems like we're in an infant position or we're just walking in the fields, Lord God, you're about to redeem us. You're about to restore us. You're going to take us from being single to sanctified and whole to married. <laughs> You're going to take, take us from broken to being healed. My God. You're going to take us from being sick to being whole. My God. You're going to restore our families. You're going to restore our rights all because of Jesus Christ. There is nothing we have to do but receive your love, receive your righteousness and walk it out. Lord God, I thank you for revelation in this word. I thank you that my past don't matter. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you. I thank you. You are activated to walk in a new level of faith in Jesus name. Glory, 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 glory. Activated. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you for your redeeming power. Thank you. You are washing us. Thank you for blood washing us right now in the name of Jesus. Wash us, wash us, wash us, wash us. Thank you for cleansing us, Lord God. Thank you for cleansing us. Thank you for burning up anything in us that does not line up with your word. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Glory, glory, glory. Your past don't matter. And I need to say one more thing. Um, when I was, uh, when I was coming on today, somebody had a set of keys and on their page and the keys flashed in my spirit and I began to see keys in my spirit and I thought they were keys and God just told me he said I'm 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 handing out and passing out keys keys of wisdom <laughs> doors that need to be open new homes new cars keys of wisdom <laughs> doors that need new position Doors that need to be open, new homes and cars. He's like, I'm passing out keys today. I'm passing out keys today. I'm passing out keys today. So just receive whatever key you need. 
by faith in Jesus name. I love y'all. I got to go. I love y'all. Share this. Will y'all share this word today? Share this with your sisters. Even with people you think won't receive it. Just share the word today. People need to know they're free from their past through Jesus Christ. Jesus died for you. He shed his blood on you so that you can walk in the fullness of who you are. It's not natural. It's supernatural. You got to understand this by faith. Open our minds, our hearts, our spirits to receive this. Give them the eyes to see them. Show them, Lord. Show them this in faith. Show them this in faith. We thank you. We seal it in the blood. We seal it in the blood. I thank you that they receive it by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. I love y'all. I receive my keys. I receive my keys. I thank you for my buildings. I thank you for opening doors no man can shut to my new home, to my new car for ministry. I receive my keys. I thank you. You are doing things that don't make sense. I receive my keys by faith. Hey, I'll see y'all at Bible study tonight. I got something for you tonight. The Holy Spirit got something for you tonight. I'll see you at Bible study tonight. Invite somebody else in. Y'all keep me lifted up. Keys of wisdom, keys of knowledge, keys of understanding, keys of promotion, keys that are going to open up new doors. Receive that by faith. I receive that by faith. And if you've never accepted Jesus, give me this opportunity to lead you to the only place that's going to redeem you. That's going to restore you. You looking at a chick who you looking at the chick. I did so much junk. There's nothing that you can do that will separate you from the Lord of God. I love you so much, but God loves you even more. Olive Thomas, keep being faithful. It's working. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.